need you, Lisa. At least I love you. Lisa. Lisa. Oh, God, I love you, Lisa. And if she doesn't win, Lisa, we've got an insurance policy, Lisa. We'll get that son of a bitch out. We got an insurance policy. And we're living through the insurance policy. That's what it is. The phony Russia hoax. The do-nothing Democrat con artists and scammers are getting desperate. 13 months, I gotta move fast because they're not beating us at the polls and they know it. Despite the phony, despite the phony polls that you see all the time. They're phony polls. You know, polls are no different. Remember I always used to talk about polls? I know polls very well. Polls are no different than crooked writers. The crooked balls. The crooked balls. Oh, God, I love you, Lisa. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. It's love and time. This singer, not with us anymore, uh, not on this plane anyway, was called the Sinatra of the East. His name was Carol Gott. He died earlier this month at the age of 80. Pretty woman, tossed to silver's now. Pretty woman, best new shamees and sound. President of the Czech Republic, Milos Zeman, said, and I'm quoting here, This is extremely sad news for our whole country. Carol Gott was real artist who gave himself to others. Really good accent. How do you even know about him if he's a, he's a foreigner? Well, he, he was uh, eminent enough to be featured in the New York Times uh, obituary. Mm. Page on, on Sunday, oh, okay. and uh, but uh, the, the the government was trying to censor his lyrics at one point over in Europe, and so he said, "Well, I'm going to stay here in America then if you're going to try to censor my lyrics." And, and they got that all mapped out and ironed out. But he sang everywhere in the world, and he sang in all kinds of languages: Czech, obviously, oh. English, Russian, French, German. Hundreds of albums performing. In the U.S. and Canada and Germany. Do you think it's Do you think it's easier to sing in foreign languages than it is to speak in foreign languages? That could know. be. There is something <laughs> different. There is something different about. Uh, um, like I remember when I was a kid, and you, we had to sing Farah Jaka Farah. I don't even know what the hell Farah Jaka means, but I know the whole song. I think it's Frere Jacques, and it means Brother John in French. I think. Are you sleeping? Yeah, and uh, and then there was a song that was a big hit in I don't know the '60s maybe before mm-hmm. you were around called yeah. Yeah. Dominique. Dominique. 
En tout chemin, en tout lieu, il ne parle que du bon Dieu, il ne parle que du bon Dieu. Oh, this woman, this uh, nun became an international figure uh, because this song was a number one hit. Nobody knew what it said, really, but <laughs> yeah, but, uh, it was a gigantic hit. And then there was one called Sukiyaki. Oh, yeah. Japanese hit that also. That was That's big, right. big on the charts. That's right. Anyway. Carol well, Gott is gone. Is Gott. Someone else who passed away that um, is a blast from the past is a, a gentleman named Jimmy Nelson. And uh, oh, yeah. he passed away. Uh, this was last month, but we just we didn't have a chance to talk about it. But it just it brought back so many memories because he was he actually was a ventriloquist and he did the voice of uh the the the, the nestle's quick commercials right. yeah yeah and he passed away at age 90 so he vo he voiced the doggy his dummy his doggy named farfel yeah it was, was a doggy. In, yeah yeah and he sang that famous jingle yeah this is um, it no can nestle's makes the very best chocolate Yes, I loved it. As soon as I saw I that he know. died, I, I said, "I see. I got to see if this is on YouTube." And of course, yeah, everything is. Yeah, there it was. And they uh, apparently, he and all his his little ventriloquist ventriloquist dummies made over a hundred uh, commercials between in just a ten year uh, ten year span. They made tons of them. Um, and the jingle, the Nestle's jingle, was famous worldwide. I think it's just really fascinating. And, and I also heard that a lot cool. of a lot of uh, very successful ventriloquists who are working today. Uh, and ventriloquism, by the way, seems like something that would have gone by the boards and wouldn't, nobody would be doing it anymore, but it's kind of had yeah. a certain <laughs> resurgent and a resurgence and there's some that are really good and you cannot see them, their lips move. I don't they, know how yeah. they do that. How do you make an F sound like, like the word Frank? How do you make a a B sound? How do you make those sounds with just your your tongue and your well, uh, 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 well, the back of your throat? I well, you gotta get, get you gotta get really drunk first of all. <laughs> well, that's just a good plan for anything you're gonna attempt. <laughs> but uh, but this fellow you're talking about, Jimmy Nelson, he authored several books on ventriloquism, okay. and I've heard many of these modern day ventriloquists say he's the guy that that's where I learned how to do it. I learned it from his books. Uh, they've obviously... I think that'd be fun to do, at least just for a party trick. Not to, like, I don't want to, like, pursue it as a career, but it'd be fun to just be able to do that and, yeah. you know. I like... I, I enjoy it. What's the guy's Jeff... Do you do somebody? it? No, no. No, I don't do it. Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. He's really high pay, highly paid. Oh, my God. And he's uh, terrific. He's terrific. Uh, yeah, I know who you're he talking about. He can even do still... the sound of, of his dummies in their box. Kind of get something. Yes, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Jeff Dunham is his name. That's that it. you're looking that's for. Um, yeah, he has got an enormous amount of voices. Um, you can find him on Netflix. It... So your wife's in town? Oh yeah. She having a good time? She always has a good time. Good. Kisses me all. <laughs> She's a lovely lady. She's getting old. Well, women age like like fine wine. She's aging like milk. 
And it's not just the ventriloquism, the the that skill, but you have to be funny. You, right. So you're combining a, a, a comedic skill as well as the ability to not let your lips move. And what about the people that can drink a glass of water while they're that? Yeah. How do you do that? That's uh, just witchcraft right there. That That's could what be, that could is. be trickery, too. A friend of yeah. mine uh, want, once toured around the United States uh, on behalf of a German beer company. And so they would have these beer gardens, and he'd be the MC, And he'd mm. do it all around the country. Yeah. And one uh, um, after one or two nights of this tour, uh, a guy, uh, they, they would have these weird contests where to see who could drink the most beer. And so a guy'd get on stage and he'd say, "Everybody, drink a beer." And he'd and you'd see the guy on stage with a clear mug of beer, drink it, and it would be all gone. Yeah. And and people would try to keep up with them. It was a trick way to make people buy a lot of beer. And people in the audience would just get polluted. But the guy on stage <laughs> never seemed affected by it. And so What was his secret? Well, his secret was it was a trick glass and he gave oh. he gave the glass to my friend. It it has it has walls on it. Yes. It's hollow on the inside and it appears that all the beer is drink going uh, out of it. But it's going inside it's of going that. into a hidden reservoir. Yeah. So you tip it wow. right side up again. Which he never does. So uh, that's maybe, I think that might be what ventriloquists are doing. They have a fake glass oh, of water, but they're actually okay. able, they're not taking liquid in. That's my oh, guess. Oh, see, I'm so glad you demystified that for me. I don't but know. That, I, that's just my I, No, that my makes hunch. total sense. I would have never even guessed, guessed that. But see, now you've kind of ruined it for me. So yeah, yeah. Well, so there's that, that whole thing of, do you really want to know how magic tricks are done and do you because it it bothers me i do i want to know how do they saw that lady in half how and and why how do they do that and then once you learn it you're like oh that's so clever and then you're like well now that i know it i don't need yeah. to go watch i think that i told again. you this story one time where i was part of a stunt with a bunch of other people for a david copperfield trick this is no. like it's like at the paramount theater and we were working for some radio station so we were promoting this david copperfield event and then and then I was to take part in it and so there was a group of people sitting on stage in kind of a bleacher section probably 50 people something like that mm -hmm. and then the curtains are closed in front of us but Copperfield uh, makes one of somebody so you can it's a sheet so you can see the silhouettes of people mm -hmm. uh, from the audience supposedly yeah. and then he makes them wave around a, a flashlight to prove that we're all in there, and I okay. and I hate to tell you this, but but as what? soon as that curtain closed, we all got out of there, and so there and was when... there was nobody there. So then when he reveals that we've all vanished, yeah, uh, we have meanwhile gone outside the Paramount Theater, walked all the way around to the lobby, and come out and are standing in the back of the house. So then that... he he goes, everybody's gone, and the audience goes, oh. Where did they go? And he says, perhaps they're back there. And everybody turns and looks, and we're back there waving. Ta-da! Yeah. Well, after the words, and I, I, I'm sorry I kind of gave away that, but afterwards, uh, the show, we're all brought into this room down in the basement of the Paramount Theater. And we're waiting, waiting, waiting. The door opens. It's David Copperfield. And he says something like this. He says, you know, magic is one of the few things that, still contains wonderment in the human mind, in the human emotion. And 
that's why I would beg you, please, not to reveal how the, we did this trick. You know something that the other mm. people don't. Let's mm-hmm. keep the magic alive. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of rolling my eyes a bit. But you mean let's keep your, your paychecks coming is what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Magic's magic. God. You're making a fortune. You're such a, I know. You're such a curmudgeon cynic magic buster, Pat. I, I know. You, <laughs> Not entirely. In a young girl's heart, how the music can free her whenever it starts and it's magic. But you're right, and 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 you know they had it. You know a lot of issues with those. There was a series of, of shows that came out in the 80s or 90s that you know behind the magician and all the, the you know that industry was just having a cow about yeah I giving away I all that. that yeah I suppose but um, I don't know people you I, know they want to know how it is that I can run. Um, you know the 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 hundred yard dash in under eight <laughs> seconds. It's so and, simple, really. But I and that's I don't magic. want everybody to know. It's magic. It's, that's what it it's just pure magic. Hey, and by the way, and by the way, thank you for playing. Speaking of magic, thank you for playing. Trump set, shouting my name over and over you're and welcome. over at the beginning of the you're that. I, every time I hear that piece of audio, I just it just makes me smile. I love you too, Lisa. Lisa, I love you. Lisa, Lisa. Oh God, I love you, Lisa. Of course, he was referring to one of the two. Uh, yes. Uh, Agents. People that were working on the uh, on the Mueller report staff mm-hmm. and that were having yeah. apparently having an affair. And, yes. Um, but yeah, uh, so. Trump was, Trump was getting all exercised about, uh, and I don't we don't need to get into Trump here, but he was really upset with um, Adam Schiff. Yes. Uh, giving a sort of a fabricated parodied version of Trump's phone call. Shorn of its rambling character and in not so many words, this is the essence of what the president communicates. We've been very good to your country, very good. No other country has done as much as we have. But you know what? I don't see much reciprocity here. I hear what you want. I have a favor I want from you, though. And I'm going to say this only seven times, so you better listen good. I want you to make up dirt on my political opponent, understand lots of it. On this and on that, I'm going to put you in touch with people, not just any people. I'm going to put you in touch with Attorney General of the United States, my Attorney General, Bill Barr. He's got the whole weight of the American law enforcement behind him. And I'm going to put you in touch with Rudy. You're going to love him, trust me. You know what I'm asking, and so I'm only going to say this a few more times, in a few more ways. And by the way, don't call me again. I'll call you when you've done what I asked. But and and so they want they want uh, Adam Schiff to be uh, fired, I guess, or sent impeached. Off to I believe impeached. I believe that Trump yeah. wants everybody impeached. When it was That's what he's asking for. <laughs> but but when but the, on the other hand, then Trump. Can can make up this conversation right, that that Lisa right. and this other guy had, yeah. and, and that's okay. Yeah. He can do that. Yeah, yeah. So it's just silly. well, I like it. I would love if you just play that as much as possible because right. I just can't. I just no, no, Lisa, Lisa. Oh God, I love you, Lisa. Okay, enough oh. of that. Enough of that. Okay, so all right. Uh, uh, not to get uh, make this the obit show, but uh, one other name I wanted to mention it was a. Uh, an amazing guy, a drummer named Ginger Baker. 
and he uh, was in the first super group, arguably, uh, called Cream. And Eric Clapton ah, was in the group. I heard about. Yeah, I heard Jack about Bruce. this. Yeah, and he was like the drummer that everybody aspired yeah. to be, apparently. I don't know anything about him, but I remember hearing about this. In the white room with black curtains near the station. Well, his, he, his regret, they say, was that he would be remembered as a rock drummer and not a jazz drummer because he considered himself oh. a jazz player. And he says, I don't think I've ever played anything else. But if you ever get a chance to see this uh, production, I, I'm sure it's on Netflix still. And it will be, it'll be hot uh, again now. Um, it's called, let me see if I can find the name of it. Uh, I think it's called Beware Mr. Baker or something like that. Yeah, beware, Mr. Baker, and you. It's he is a uh, he's he was around the band. This guy was angry, he was uh, threatening, and uh, this documentarian mm. tries to interview him, and it, it in in there and it becomes a documentary. But man, talk about a hard guy to to deal with. Uh, just just spectacular. Uh, yeah, it is called uh, "Beware of Mr. Baker." Beware of Mr. Baker. Okay, uh, twenty a documentary film by Jay Bulger about the jazz and rock drummer Ginger Baker, and this actually was uh, produced almost a decade ago. This is back yeah. in twenty twenty. Yeah, that's why when I saw that he had passed away, I thought, yeah, I thought he'd already died years ago, but he had. He was kind of he's kind of out think living, of how, living think by how, himself, and he didn't want anybody on his property, and this documentarian the guy you mentioned mm -hmm. uh, pushes his way in there and through yeah. a lot of persuasion gets him to talk ginger baker's a mother that's it he personally is what drums are all about he is certifiably nuts he's mad well, i think he was kind of fairly consistently horrible to people and to himself if they got a problem with me come and see me and punch me on the nose i ain't gonna sue you i'm gonna hit you back He's moved around the world, getting thrown out of every country. He's a rogue. He's a lovable rogue. He was a dope addict, man. He was into drugs heavily. And you surprised that he's still living? Yes, I am. <laughs> As the flame went down and there was one person going to get off, it would be Ginger. He was like a scary guy. When I would look at him, he looked like the devil. The devil takes care of its own, yes. Like a great virtuoso madman. Maybe you have to be a little mad to play the way he does. Probably the greatest drummer that any of us have ever heard. He was the hammer of the gods. He's a force of nature. The world's greatest drummer. He influenced me as a drummer, but not as a person. He was already mad. Think about how pissed off he was about the documentary. Yeah. So, and so there you go. obviously pissed off about dying, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That'll, hey, that'll I, rankle you. One more um, obit that we need to talk about. Yeah. Is uh, the wonderful, absolutely fantastic Robert Forster. Oh, yeah. Not Foster, Robert Forster. And what's so crazy about this, this just is just, it's so crazy how things happen in, in these ways. But the much anticipated uh, movie El Camino, uh, which is. Uh, the the Breaking Bad movie that came out recently picks up where the final the season finale of Breaking Bad left off. Right. The night that that aired, El Camino, the night that it premiered on Netflix was the night Robert Forster, who plays the vacuum cleaner guy, he has in a pretty Breaking big Bad. part in this film. He has a yeah. pretty big part in the film and in the final uh, uh, season 
of Breaking Bad. That's the night he passed away. That just saddened me so much. I mean, it's sad when somebody dies, but that the timing of that was just he was just, just so strange. His, his whole career, he was sort of what you'd call a journeyman actor. Yeah, uh, he got an Academy Award nomination for a role in Jackie Brown. That was a right. Yeah, with Pam, Pam Greer opposite yeah. Pam Greer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, otherwise, you know, he just took jobs as he could get them. And uh, my friend, and you've mentioned him, I think Bob Nelson, uh, mm-hmm. who r- r- wrote uh, is a screenwriter today. Who used to mm-hmm. be on the sh- show almost live with me. Mm-hmm. He's a screenwriter today, and he he not only wrote a movie called The Confirmation, but he directed it as well. But uh, among the actors that was in this movie, it's a, just a lovely little film called The I Confirmation. Haven't, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm glad you reminded me because it's yeah. been out for a while. It has years. been out for a while, but you'll it's it's lovely. It's really nice. And uh, Robert Forster is in it. And Bob, among all the other actors in this film, Bob singled him out as just the nicest, most self-effacing uh, mm-hmm. modest, humble guy yeah. uh, that you could possibly imagine. He was just grateful for the work, and he kept, you know, I think he might have come out for three days of work, and, they, and he got paid like a, you know, five grand or something, pretty minimal amount mm-hmm. of money, because it was a low-budget film. Mm-hmm. But he was grateful for that. He was, he was just, just a real gentleman, and uh, I loved hearing that about him. So, yeah, everything that's been written about him and all the obituaries and articles that were written about him recently, everyone stated that he was just the, one of the nicest guys in show business you could ever, ever meet. Um, which, of course. He didn't, have an, he didn't have an ego. He helped everybody as much as he could. Uh, delight yeah. to work with. Yeah, those yeah. kind of people we need around more. You sure do, in all yeah. walks of life, frankly. Yeah. I've been an actor almost 50 years. Uh, there was a point in my career when... I stopped getting work, and I uh, was getting lousy work, and I had three, four kids, two ex-wives. I was trying to get the kids through college. I began to worry that this was not going to happen for me. Uh, I was going to have to think of some other way to make a living. The thing happened right here at this table. Over there walks in Quentin Tarantino. Now. I had read for him about five years prior for uh, Reservoir Dogs, and I, boy, I thought I killed that uh, that uh, that audition. I didn't get the part. Five or so years later, maybe six, whatever it is, he walks in here. He's walking into the restaurant. I yell at him, "Come on over!" He comes over. He sits down. He starts BSing with uh, me and Frank. Along the way, I said, well, "What are you? Uh, what are you? What are you doing?" He said, I'm adapting uh, an Elmore Leonard screenplay called Rum Punch. He said, why don't you read it? I did read it. Six months or so later, I walk in as every morning I do. I came out out that door, Quentin Tarantino. He's sitting in my seat. And before I can even get to the table, he lifts up a script. He hands it to me and he says, read this, see if you like it. No chasing, no nothing. This guy gave me a gift, the size of which cannot be exaggerated. And uh, and that put the career back into uh, motion. Hey, um, I was thinking this, speaking of movies, uh, it's, uh, a friend of mine is, has a similar predilection for watching uh, Turner Classic movies. And I, I default to them all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I just, for some reason, love old black and white movies. Mm-hmm. And and there's obviously a lot of exceptions, but 
the best of those old movies is really go- are, are really good. They're, they're great storytelling. They move uh, they move the stories along. Uh, mm-hmm. Characters are really good, especially the character actors are great. Uh, but there's a common denominator to almost every old movie of that vintage. Did I'm you just so- say what did you say? Oh, a common denominator. I thought you said comedy monitor. Are you drunk? Are you? <laughs> It did. It sounded like said, there's a comedy denominator. Well, like, I, I, I might have said, we'll check the tape. So a common denominator. What do you mean? Like Everybody smokes. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody did it. Even even I, the nuns were smoking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I bet I, I haven't seen a Little Rascals film in a long time, but I bet those kids were smoking. <laughs> the dog was smoking in yeah. that movie. <laughs> everybody smoked in those days. And, and where yeah. would Bogart's career have gone if he couldn't? you know have a smoke it was yeah. like a, it was like a prop for him yeah in his acting and stuff uh, the, yeah so when you see There's people only... smoking in movies today it, it kind of stands out you think oh geez huh? that's kind of weird what are they smoking well for? they're usually the bad people like yes. if they're smoking in the movie they're usually the killer mm-hmm. or a drug addict or a prostitute or a nun one of those four things so but I'm watching these uh, people making out in the old movies as much as making they, out as much as they ever made out, you know, kissing, and they're both smoking. <laughs> I, just love thinking, that you, I just love that you call it making out. I'm man. just thinking, oh man, that must not taste very good. I mean, sure, <laughs> well, she's an attract. That's an attractive woman, but oh, geez, I don't know. But if you're both smoking, it's yeah, like you I, both you both have to eat onion. Like if you you can't just have one person eat onions and make true. out. You got to both eat onions. Yeah. You're both so it's eat- interesting. It's interesting that you bring up the black and white. There's only three black and white movies I've I've watched that I've ever liked. What? Well, uh, <laughs> let me tell you what they are. You tell me what you think they are. Okay, here I go. I know you know. I know you know the first one. Uh, well, is it Casablanca? No. You didn't like Casablanca? Nope. Really? That's right. I said it. Where I'm going, you can't follow. What I've got to do, you can't be any part of. Ilza, I'm no good at being noble, but it doesn't take much to see that the problems of three little people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. Someday you'll understand that. Now, now. He's looking at you, kid. I don't hate it, but it's not one that I watch over and over okay. and over. Okay, There's Citizen only... Kane. No, oh my God. What? You don't like it? No, the whole thing with the sled and Jesus, oh, don't really? Don't say that, don't say that. What? That's like giving <laughs> the punchline away. Oh, for crying out loud. If they, they haven't seen it by now, then they deserve to have it spoiled. Okay, those are two obvious ones. You wouldn't consider The Wizard of Oz a black and white movie per se. Would oh, you? I hadn't thought of that. No, yeah, no, because okay. it's got you know All Technicolor right. going on. All right, on. so now, well, um, I, I know one of my top five movies um, myself is To Kill a Mockingbird. Again, I don't, I don't hate that movie. Oh my gosh! How, you need. What to is just, the matter with you? You need to just calm down, sister. You never really understand a person until you consider things from his point of view. Sir? Did you climb inside of his skin? Walk around in it. You're getting a little too riled up. Is it an it's... old movie or is it one that was intentionally shot in black and white? Oh, no, these are... Color these... was an option. 
No, these three movies are all old movies. The, and oh. these are the only three I can think of. Just just since you were talking about it, like you're like, I like all old black and whites. Not me. There's only three that I really, if I'll, I'll sit down and watch them over and over. I can't believe you don't know the most obvious one at the top of my list. What's my all-time favorite movie, Pat? Well, some like it hot. There you go. That's good. I'm going to level with you. We can't get married at all. Why not? Well, in the first place, I'm not a natural blonde. Doesn't matter. I smoke. I smoke all the time. I don't care. Well, I have a terrible past. For three years now, I've been living with a saxophone player. I forgive you. I can never have children. We can adopt some. But you don't understand, Osgood. Oh, I'm a man. Well, nobody's perfect. So that's number one. All right. The second one but that see, I will that's watch. Not a, I don't consider that an old, old movie. In what are you this, talking about? It was In made... the sense that it could have been shot in color. They had the technology to shoot it in color. I, I, when I talk about old movies, I'm talking about before they ever had color movies. Things in the 30s and early 40s. Well, that's not really because wasn't Wizard of Oz shot in the 30s? So well, yeah. you're you're really limiting that exception. selection. So I know. the other so uh, the other one so you just be quiet. So the <laughs> Sheesh. I'm sorry. Okay, wow. so well you're picking apart your your semantics Young are, Frankenstein. Are, are illogical. Yes, very good. That's not an old movie. <laughs> it's intentionally shot to look like an old movie. I am Frau Blucher. Inga, may I present Frau Blucher? After you, Frau Blucher. Okay, you're right. I'll it, give you it that. Really does, it really does. I'll give you that. It really How, does okay. skew your perception of what's old, depending here, on how old you are. Here, okay, when I here's... see this movie came out in 1970. Yeah, and, I know. And so it's almost 50 years old. It really old, is But that old. doesn't sound exactly. old to me. Yeah. I know, it, it is old. Uh, all right, so the other one I will watch over and over is one of my favorite movies. It happened one night. Yeah. Oh, wow, listen to that. What it's was fun. that? But if you if you like that better than Citizen Kane or Casablanca... I thought it was I think funny. You, I, think and, so. and... I think you need to be hospitalized. <laughs> well, okay. And I'm and not then... talking about a medical hospital. <laughs> and then It's a Wonderful Life. I will watch that one over. And over oh yeah, so. yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> See. Yeah. Well. All right. But it is. Gosh, is, the, is you're so <laughs> snarky today. <laughs> is you're so is judgy. Whether, is whether you're going to watch a movie, is it predicated partly on whether it's in color or black oh, and no. white? Oh no! no 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 okay. no 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 not at all. Is it predicated on whether it has subtitles or not? Oh, no. Some of the best movies I've... Do you know one of my favorite movies that I will watch over and over and over and over again? And it's over three hours long. Over three hours long. And I will watch... In fact, I'm going to... I may just sit down and watch it tonight with a Is box it Gilligan's of Island? No. Well, the three hours long thing threw me. No. <laughs> no. Das Boot. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Is Das, das Boot... Who's in Das, das Boot? Das Boot. There's nobody that you know that's in Das Boot. No, it I no, I do know who it is. Yeah, who? As a German actor, uh, don't, J don't. J Jürgen something or other, right? Let Jürgen. Me look it up. I don't know. 
anyway. I'm not watching it because that. I just think that is a fantastic um, movie. You know, I get that a... mixed up with another movie about a, a submarine that's in trouble. And I remember that, uh, God, I can't think of his name. Who's the guy that does the uh, commercials for, uh, 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 oh, geez, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. The, the car <laughs> commercials where he's talking to himself. Uh, I you don't know. know who you're talking about. I, I talk about Matthew that. McConaughey? Thank you. Okay. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, I decided U5, that... U5, five fifty one. Wait. Yes. Uh, U... He is the worst actor in oh, that movie. Oh, no, he's oh, not. That's a he's good terrible. movie. Oh, he's got, one look, he's got one look on his face the whole movie. His I mouth know. is open and his and eyes are staring up. And it's a That's gorgeous. And it's a gorgeous look. Oh, <laughs> he can look like that all he wants. Did you know he's that? He's a terrible um, actor. No, he's not. He's, he's a gorgeous horrible. actor. He's the he's worst not. actor in the world. <laughs> so, so that uh, they film gave that... him an Academy Award because they felt sorry for him because he's such a bad actor. <laughs> You are just in a mood today, sister. <laughs> so the other subtitle movie that I love that's heartbreaking to watch, but I, I I come back to it over and over again because it's just such a... Schindler's List. Compelling. That doesn't have subtitles. Oh, I thought we were still talking about black no, and white you movies. Said, no, you said subtitle movies. Okay, so, I did. Uh, yeah. Life, is, Life is Beautiful is another um, movie that has subtitles. Ugh, just... Uh, heartbreaking if you can watch Similar it. Similar to Schindler's List, actually. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. It is, uh, it is heartbreaking. You have to be in a certain frame of mind to be able to watch it, yeah, but it is sure. absolutely wonderful and stunning. So yeah. there you go. Okay, okay I'm done. Great. What else? No, that's good. Um, that is very good. Uh, let's see. Um, I want. Oh, here, I was just sitting around one day, minding my own business, as usual, and I started thinking of. Somebody said something on one of these talk shows, uh, and it, it got me to thinking that there are a, there's a bunch of phrases. And and on our last podcast cast, you said uh, I can't you you can't stand people who say at the end of the day. Oh, I hate it. They hate it. And I'm in that you same know, club. So da 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 da. But I gotta tell you, at the end of the day, it's all the same to me. Yeah. Just just say then just say it's all the same to you well i specifically tried to write down a bunch of phrases that are in common usage today that that don't mean the truth uh, like what they aren't uh, let's see if you agree with some of these no problem no problem. so i know you have an issue with that and i and i'm and because you brought it up i have to be very care i'm trying to be careful and i'm i'm altering it now to say not a problem is that what? What's different? What, what, there's no difference. Okay. Well, to here's me... what. Here's when I don't like it. Like I'm at I'm at a restaurant and I've asked, "Hey, could I get some more Parmesan cheese?" Yeah. No problem. Not a problem. Uh, who said it was a problem? You're a waiter. Well, he's saying you're it's supposed not to bring a... the. He's saying it's not a problem. But I never said it was a problem. Well, he he's... he introduces <laughs> the idea of it being a problem. Okay, I see what you're saying. So what I know, should I? I'm a little I, picky, but it bugs me. When someone says, like, somebody will email me and say, "Hey, you know, I can't make our appointment. Um, can we change our?" No worries is another one. So me nuts. Okay. No worries. No, no problem. I'll, no worries. I'll read you the rest of my list. Okay. 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 By the way, I have a television set on right now. Yeah. And I'm looking at my favorite Geico commercial. 
The sound is off, obviously. The one <laughs> where the, the young people are running away. They, they don't know whether they should run into the haunted house. And there's there's a running car they could get into, but somebody yeah. decides that's not a good idea. Yes. Let's hide behind these chainsaws instead. <laughs> I love but, that commercial. But the standout actor, of course, in that in that little commercial is, is the chainsaw guy. Is the chainsaw guy who rolls his <laughs> eyes as if to say, "Man, they're making this way too easy." Yeah, these are the stupidest people. They're I, too stupid to kill. Yeah, I like why, why bother killing them. Uh, um, oh, that brings me. Yeah, I want you to finish your list, but I want to talk about the commercial that I emailed you about earlier today. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'll yeah. write it down. I'll write it down. Okay, and then okay. I'll play a little bit of it. Although it's one you actually have to see to fully depreciate. Yeah, yeah. you can appreciate just hearing it too, though. But you're right. <laughs> Okay. All uh, right. So no problem. No worries. What else? It's all good. It's all good, man. It's all good. Or we're good. Are we good? Yeah, we're, we're good. good. Are we good? We're, yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Wow. I'm gonna have. I don't know, but I think I say all of these things. How? How well, we annoyed all do, are? But I try how annoyed not to. Are, how annoyed are you with me? That's don't cool. answer. Don't answer that. That's cool. That's another one. That's cool. Um, or have, how about this why you, one? Why, why, how about this a... one? Love it. Love it. <gasps> love it. I love saying that. Here's two more. I'm a big fan. Okay. And this one that is really a phrase that means just the opposite of what it is. I am so glad you asked me that. I'm so glad you asked me that? Yeah, you, oh. you'll see that on political shows and stuff. When somebody's kind of in a corner... Yeah. Uh, Mick Mulvaney or something. I'm really glad you asked me that. And here's yeah. the answer to that question. Yeah. Because it's kind of like buying they're buying time? themselves some yeah. time to yeah, yeah, figure yeah. out what they're going to say. Yeah. So that's my little list. I get and it. Welcome to add to it. Okay. I'm going to have to really watch my P's and Q's around you. I had no idea. No, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, hey, look at, believe hey, me, I'm, I'm not cool. perfect. Hey, man, it's cool. It's cool. Sorry. Okay. Are we Are good? We're good then. <laughs> okay. Okay. By the hey, way, I'm a big fan. I have a list for you, um, and this caused a hey, lot. Before, hey, before you get to that, what should we? I, I have a feeling we're not going to remember to play this commercial that you were talking oh, okay. about. Okay, <laughs> hold on, because I got to find it. Um, okay, because I well, forget what he, I forget what he's even selling. Well, he's, he's, um, it's something to do with like a um, Medicare supplement or something, right? Right, right, right. Medicaid. So I was watching uh, our favorite station. You and I both like to watch this. You you watch it down in beautiful Bend, Oregon. I watch it here in Seattle, Washington. And that is me TV. And there are, you're right, there's certain commercials, there's certain demographics, obviously, that they know are watching these shows, which is which, which concerns me that it's me and you watching this TV show because these ads are pitched towards us. I, I will this, say that I don't watch it, uh, you know, closely. It's just no, something I don't, that it's, I have it's on. It's in, in the, the back, back yeah, yeah, me too. I have it on in the background. I'm doing my work. But this commercial actually made me stop and put my stuff down and turn around and walk over to the TV to watch it because it was so bad. <laughs> and this guy, he's who is this guy? Isn't his he name an is, old? F- he's a, his name is Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka. He, he was a former player and a and a and a Super Bowl coach of the Chicago right. Bears. And was, wasn't he a commentary guy at one point too? Because yeah. he was an on-screen personality. Didn't he do commentary and talk? football like have a football show or something i just oh, probably I yeah he, he's very ubiquitous you'd see him on any, all kinds of football related shows 
Well, he can barely form any words, and I don't know who thought it was a good <laughs> idea to have him on as an on-screen talent to pitch this stuff because it's it. I know you're laughing, but it's kind of sad in a way. Well, it's it, like, it is. But they 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 put the, this this particular commercial you're talking about was formerly done and maybe simultaneously done uh, by Joe Namath, the celebrated New York Jets quarterback who won Super Bowl for the New York Jets back in so the day. So what happened to him? Did he all of a sudden not be able to talk real good? So they said, no, we're going to get rid of him and put Mike Ditka in? Is that what that what happened yeah. His there? performance is a little sketchy, too, just let That's me say. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And uh, But it, it, so here's, here's a snippet of... Uh, <laughs> Of the so Mike Ditka bad. commercial. Attention, Medicare beneficiaries. I'm Mike Ditka. Tell me, are you getting all the benefits you're entitled to? If you're not 100% sure, it's time to call the Medicare helpline. No, it's not his fault that his... He sounds like he has marbles and pudding in his mouth at the same time. <laughs> marbles and pudding. And pudding. New! <laughs> And improved. I know. Makes I pudding should, even better. I shouldn't uh, say that because I know I'm going to get to an age where it sounds like I have marbles and pudding in my mouth. But it's just like, but that's not my point. My point is not to make fun of his age or inability. It's like, who decided he should be on the screen pitching this stuff? Well, it's, because he's in that age group and, uh, he, and people, people know who he is. And respect him. Okay. Well, if he I says see. it's a good thing, then I probably should look into well, it. Well, how would they know if he says it's a good thing? They can't even barely understand him. So... <laughs> No. Yeah. How would they know? Yeah. Anyway. I know. anyway. All right. I like okay, it. so, so I, were... I have I have two lists for you. The first list is uh, I want to um, give a shout out to our podcast uh, contributors who oh, yes. are, have been so generous to keep us going and we pay for our podcast hosting and our website and, and uh, vodka and we were able to buy a couple of new cars this year, so yeah, which yeah. is really nice. I want to particularly thank uh, a, a listener who is so cool, and he did he did not even want to be named. Yeah. But uh, his, his name is, uh, I'm going to name him anyway. His name oh, is okay. Clem, Clem Chowder. And Clem <laughs> sent us a check for $1.7 million. <laughs> oh, it's and amazing. I, I mean, uh, that just knocked me out, which yeah. pretty much covered our costs for, for the, the year. We, for the website, yeah. Yeah, for the but, year. Uh, we don't expect everybody to come up with that kind of money for sure. Uh, but, uh, boy, if you got it, and, you know. You, yeah, you, we you, appreciate it. What, are you going to waste it on your kid's college education? <laughs> come on, think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, so you can go to our website, peculiarpodcast.com, and click on the big coffee cup. Whatever you can uh contribute we're so grateful for it so thank you to mark richardson uh for your contribution james craft you are a doll bo shinsky thank you thank you thank you anton staley pamela brown james bowers and david i think it's beegman um david beegman he contributes all the time and i feel the pressure to keep doing good content for david because he seems to think we're worth it to, to keep throwing a few dollars well, we at us. Haven't so thanks, done David. Contact, but we're going to. We're going to. <laughs> yeah, next now time that, around. Now that we have a million seven, now we now we're motivated. I, I don't know. I know we're gonna spend a lot of it on stuff like candy and yeah, and, uh, and uh, vaping they don't and care. things like that. But they don't uh, care. Yeah. They don't it's, care if we spend it on candy. All right, and then so thank, thank you, you everybody, our, our contributors. Wow. The uh, second list I wanted to run by you because I just want to see. 
have you seen the list that Rolling Stone recently put out a list of the top 100 singers, singers, N-I-G-E-R-S, mm. singers, not musicians, not songwriters, not bands. Or as some people call them, singers. Singers. Yeah. The top 100 singers of all time. So mm. this list. I have not seen that list. Okay, this I've, list. I usually like their lists, you know, the best rock mm-hmm, bands of all mm-hmm, time, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, big mm-hmm. best songs of all mm-hmm, time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, so this list came out, and everybody just lost their shit on Twitter. Can I say that? They just lost it. No, don't, you cannot say Twitter. Okay, so they just lost their shit on Twitter about the list, which people often do. Nobody ever, ever agrees about the best 100 of anything. No, of course Everybody's they like, oh, my God, why did you have that person in there? What happened to so-and-so? What You guys must be on crack, blah, blah, now, blah. Now, are these the best rock singers of all time? No. Or rock or R and B singers included? No. no, best singers. So period. Pavarotti could be on the list. Could be. So uh, I won't hmm. go through the whole that, list, but I want to see if you the the top ten because there's some really to me I don't know. Uh, well, well, I, I I if if Sinatra is not in the top ten, Sinatra might... is not in the top ten. I'll throw that list away. That's Sinatra. Ridiculous. Uh, isn't even in the top 30. Oh, I'm give looking, me a break. I'm looking down. This is what I'm telling you. People have really lost their mind about this. Well, I, I'm going to um, lose my mind. I haven't even heard the list yet. So who do you think's number one? Let's just start with that. And I'll, I'll uh, give you a hint. It's a female uh, female singer. Oh, it's going to be, uh, uh, what's her name? The, the Canadian singer. The Canadian. Oh, 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 Celine Dion. Oh, heavens yeah. no. No. Barbara Streisand. No. Aretha Franklin came in at number mm. one. That's not a, that's I I could live with that. Okay. Yeah. Uh number two, male singer. Same same genre, same era. Okay. Uh okay. Now uh, uh Marvin Gaye. Oh, that's a good one. I don't even think Marvin Gaye made this list. I do James not Brown? think Mar not James, James Brown. Yeah, James Brown came in at number ten. Very good. Oh, I don't James. know about that. He's He's I know. A, he's a specialist. Man. That's what I'm telling you. Wait till I go down this. Do you want me to just tell you? Ray Charles yeah, came gonna... Ray Charles came in at number two. Okay, I like that. I like okay. that. Okay. Number three, Elvis Presley. Now well, come on. Oh, come on now, baby. Now this isn't best based on, on record sales. No, this is the best just their best singer. Number Sometimes four. Elvis surprises me though. I hear songs of his that I wasn't all that familiar with. And I'm thinking, man, he really could bring it. Okay. Here's an example. Okay, I'm just going to join this song in progress. But listen to how hard he punches it here. Having listened okay. to that, okay. I still don't know if he should be number three on the okay. list. Okay, I agree. In fact, number I'm sure he shouldn't. F- number be. four is Sam Cooke. 
Uh, number five, John Lennon. Oh, Marvin Gaye is top ten. Sorry, Marvin Gaye is number six. But here's no. the one that I just... I did just... you say John Lennon? Yes, sir. I did. Where? Where number, on the list? Number five. Oh, come on. What? I mean, what? the Beatles are f- wonderful, but they're... They're, they can't. He can't be number five, and you've left Frank Sinatra out in the dust somewhere. Yeah, I don't even. know That's where. my problem with this list. It's I know. Too, it's too I all need, encompassing. I need. They need to. They need mm-hmm. to list just the best rock singers, mm-hmm, or just mm-hmm, the best, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, big band singers, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but the best country singers. But that that's 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 a nutty list. I knew. I knew you'd be mad about this. Well, here's the one I'm mad about. Number seven. Number seven made me just want to rip my ears off my head because I cannot stand to hear this person sing. And I don't know who thinks this person is a good singer, but if you took away the music and just listened to his voice, you would want to stab forks in your eyes. (laughs) And that person's name is Bob Dylan. Okay, well that that that. Right oh there. my God! What? The hell? No, Bob, I mean Bob Dylan is at number seven. By Bob no Dylan. measure can Bob Dylan be called a great singer. Bob he's Dylan's a great, at number great seven. Interpreter, he's fun to listen yes. to. Yeah, but uh, the, the the whole list is invalidated now. Exactly, and then somebody like Mariah Carey, who's got a, a gorgeous voice and a range that, that 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 nobody can match, is down at number seventy nine on this list. So, this this see now it's I'm a getting wacky all, list. I know I'm. Getting I want to know who up. the judges are. They, they they the article must tell you who these judges were. Yeah, the, all the stoners at Rolling Stone magazine. They got high, drank a box of wine, and came up with this stupid list. You mean these are these are readers of the magazine? No, Rolling St- whoever works at Rolling Stone came up with this. Oh, because usually so, they go to outside sources for these things, and they'll Rolling get, Stone you know, magazine music writers. This, and, yeah, no, they put this list out of their uh, top hundred singers. Um, let me see if I can find out. And this is a uh, hundred greatest singers of all time, by the way. So, yeah. um, well, it's a ridiculous list. I totally agree with you. Yeah, and just and, in the top ten, they've already dropped the ball. Yeah, and the fact that they even have Bjork on here at number 60, right underneath Rod Stewart. Uh, Muddy Waters is on here. <laughs> and uh, let's see, Prince is on here, which I, I don't have a problem with that. But Whitney no. Houston, her golden voice, she's down at number 34. This That's bogus. Hmm. She's got the purest voice of any person I've ever heard sing. Effortless. Yeah. Effortless. Nutty. Yeah. So there you well, go. And it, it, it not, you cannot compare, first of all, I don't think you can compare female singers you. to male I singers. I agree with you. You can't compare rock and roll singers to R&B singers. I agree. And certainly can't compare Frank Sinatra to yeah. James Brown, for example. Yeah, and that's, I think, why social media just had a complete meltdown over this whole By thing. By the way, uh, speaking of James Brown, yeah, and I earlier mentioned Pavarotti, if you get on YouTube... You are going to have your mind blown. And I don't know how this happened, but years ago, James Brown and and he's got a they've got a full orchestra behind him with strings and everything, and singers, background singers. James Brown is doing "It's a Man's World" <laughs> along with Pavarotti. <gasps> what? It's fantastic! You're going to love oh, it. Oh, I it's can't on, wait! Oh man! All right, just just put on YouTube James Brown, Pavarotti, okay. and 
set back, settle back for an unbelievable treat. We it's will, really cool. I'll find the link and we'll actually we'll post it on on, on our Facebook page too for people. So, so there That's you great. go. All right. You know what I didn't do? You didn't get a joke ready. I knew it. I did. I, I didn't. knew it. Why don't we just skip the joke this time? Why? Because I'm gonna have to walk but over why? there. I'm gonna have to grab a joke at random, and it won't. Yeah. Oh. You you want me to? Yeah. I'll tell you what, yeah. I, I, for the sake of our audience, I'm going to cut this so that I'll consolidate the time. No, I want to hear so people you. Don't have... I want to hear you walking over there. All right, I'm going over there. <laughs> and you can put in sound effects if you want. So I realized in the middle of the podcast that I had forgotten to get the joke. Yeah. I thought maybe, maybe I can get her talking for a while. And, I and ignore me so you could go get it. Yeah. Well... Bear in mind. No, it's sure. We have carpeted <laughs> floors. Sure didn't, because it's hard to get me talking, boy. There's just no way that, yeah, there's no way you can get me to talk about anything. This is a disservice to people, especially that guy that gave us a $1.7 million. $2 million. Yeah. So I didn't have a joke ready. Yeah, he's probably going to put a stop payment on that check. So, yeah. so way to go. I thought you already put it in. Way to go, Pat. Just All right, here it is. This is a kind of a. A bit of a naughty joke, but I'm going to tell it anyway, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. The stupidest joke, too. Okay. All right, here we go. After checking out all the well-dressed guests at the party, a man spotted an attractive woman standing alone across the room. When he approached and asked her name, she said, It's Carmen. Trying to maintain some sort of conversation with her, he responded with, Oh, that, that's, uh, that's beautiful. Is, uh, is Carmen, uh, is that a family name? No, I gave it to myself because it reflects <laughs> the things that I like most in the world. Cars and men. <laughs> oh, Carmen, yeah. By the way, what's your name? Me? <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. My name is Golf Tits. <laughs> Okay, that was totally worth it. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. That was was worth it. This is amazing.
for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.